Welcome to What Do We Just Read. I'm Justin, and every week my best friend Maya and I try to push the other out of their genre comfort zone. This week we dove right into spooky season with our very first spooky book. We had the pleasure of reading The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher, a tale of a young woman finding a strange portal in her uncle's house which leads her on a maddening and terrifying journey. Maya and I had a blast being creeped out and unnerved while reading this book, but it also had its humorous element that lightened the mood at the appropriate time, and that's something that we enjoyed. But I want you guys to tell me, if you found a portal, would you go in? We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to another episode of What Do We Just Read? I'm your host, Justin. I am your host, <laughs> Maya. Do they? I mean, I guess they know our names because I post them on social media, but we don't really ever be like, I'm Maya. Oh, I normally I normally start the episode with like, hey, Justin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I say it in the intro. My Your name? Yeah, I say my name and I say your name. I don't think I do that. I think I just said, just two best friends, <laughs> do a thing. That's fine. We're Justin and Maya, yes. in case you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Our horoscopes are... I'm a Scorpio. I, I... Oh, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. Gross. <laughs> I'm just... I'm... <laughs> I can't <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to... Our banter's going to be pretty short today because we are recording later in the week than we should be, and we have commitments to people. Correct. Okay, so I got this tea... I'm not going to tell you the, the name yet of the brand because I have backstory. Okay. Okay. So it's green tea with coconut. All right. All right. Rich flavors of Thailand. Inspiration for this tasty blend. Uh, the character nice. is a little green, a light green tea with a perfect blend of smooth coconut and spice. And then you get into the correct way to like the directions for how to brew green tea. Heat pot with boiling water until warm to touch. Okay. Discard that water and use one sachet for two cups of tea. Pour less than boiling water over sachet and steep three minutes. What the hell? Ingredients. Green teas, lemongrass, shredded coconut, natural coconut, ginger, and vanilla flavors. Storage. No light, moisture, or scent. Store tightly sealed. Effects. Transporting. What? Trent? Excuse me? So I'm confused for many reasons. One, heat pot with boiling water until warm to touch. Is the water warm? Is the pot warm? Neither of those (laughs) is what you use. Whatever. Discard that water and use one sachet for two cups of tea. Mm -hmm. Why am I boiling that water and why am I just throwing it away? You know, to heat the pot up. to get the And then pour less than boiling water over sachet and steep for three minutes. Where did that water come from? Because I discarded the other water. So so they want you to they want you to pour out the water into a cup and then put the tea bag. That's not what discard means. Discard it from the pot. Also, effects well one, no light. Understandable. They're like, don't put this in direct light. That's fine. No Fair moisture. Enough. You obviously don't want your tea bags to just come out the container wet. Moist. That's great. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> scent. I don't normally keep scent what would be the scent? Like I <laughs> You're keeping it right next to air freshener and stuff. just. And then effects, transporting. Mm-hmm. So I got this. I, I've known about, I've had this for a while. And I've read it multiple times. And every time I'm like, I think that this is just like a foreign brand, not an English speaking country. And mm-hmm. there's like a translation error or whatever. And then um, I was looking at it really closely today. Oh, no. The brand is... Harney and Sons Fine Teas. Doesn't sound okay. like 
the name of like a non-English speaking like company. Yeah. Millerton, New York. New York is in I mean, English is not our official language, but like it's the language that like the majority of people speak. Yeah. Correct. So I'm really confused about what the fuck happened with the directions <laughs> for this tea, and I honestly don't know what transporting means. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to uh take that or accept that into my life. It's a good tea. I just oh. I just follow the normal directions, which is to boil water and then pour that over the tea bag and steep it for three yeah. minutes and then I I don't discard any water. I just use the water that I boiled the first time. Yeah, that's I don't yeah, I don't know what happened with those directions. They were just like, fuck it. Put whatever on there. Yeah, good tea. But that's my banter for this week because I just was like, I can't let this stand. If someone <laughs> else can explain it to me, that's fine. But like, it should just read, heat a pot with boiling water. I don't, there's no discarding. You just pour it into it. Like that's just, yeah, just pour it right on there. Use one sachet for two cups of tea. Um, that's fine, I guess. But like, I, normally, I mean, I guess I, I could make two cups of tea, but like I... What am I going to do? With my, I mean, I guess I could just like put the tea bag like on the side or something, but and then less than boiling water over the tea bag. Why? Why the word less than boiling? I don't even think less than boiling is accurate because their own website is like 175 degrees, I think, which is the normal for green tea. That's not less than that's at, that is absolutely over boiling. <laughs> it's not as high as you would boil it for like black tea or for coffee. But 175 yeah. degrees in no way, shape, or form, that water comes out hot. Hot. But I actually have an electric kettle that boils it to that temperature. And uh, yeah, it, um, it's too hot. Okay, uh, did you have any banter this week? Actually, funny you mentioned that because you mentioned about the tea. And that made me think. I got coffee this week. I got Brazilian coffee from this company called King's Coast. Okay. And... I also got a French press, and it has been phenomenal. Oh, I've loved um, it a whole lot. I love that for you. That's pretty nice. That's been good. Uh, almost had a panic attack at work yesterday. That was pretty cool. It related to anything, or just in general? Uh, just in general. Mm. So this week, I, I I called off Wednesday, I think, and then I went back Thursday, and then I was just sitting there. I got to work on Thursday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, huh. All right. Oh, shallow breaths. Here we go. And I just had to like step away and like take my mask off and go step outside and take a couple breaths. Mm. But I mean, other than that, it was fine. Maybe you should go to therapy. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I was literally talking to Christoph earlier this week and like, hey, I think I might go talk to my doctor, you know. Uh, Yeah. I think you should do that, buddy. I want the best for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I can't, can't have you just devolving. <laughs> just, Correct. Just, just like the tiniest, <laughs> like weirdest little like. <laughs> Your mouth has never looked smaller, in that it's smile. Fine. It's fine. Maya says I have a small mouth. Oh, Justin, he Justin has a very <laughs> tiny mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> if I don't know if you guys ever seen me, but I'm a large man. Mm-hmm. Which just makes your mouth look smaller. And Maya, Maya says, I have a very small mouth. You do have a small mouth. I don't agree with it. You should see. But... God, if I could post a picture of Justin eating a burger. That, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> he's like, he's got, he's, got, he's got like a baby mouth. 
This is ridiculous. I hate it. Yeah, you've just got like a little oh, tiny. Oh, my goodness. I feel like the tea made my coughing worse this episode. It's been a while since I've talked about I no more tea. No more tea? I feel like my mouth, my, my throat is scratchy. And oh, oh also, yikes. my, uh, I hope I should email Quip and be like, how do I get sponsored? I have a Quip toothbrush that I use legitimately. Yeah. And I've had it for years and it's starting to like, I think maybe like the motor or something is dying. So I just ordered a new toothbrush. Mm-hmm. But now I have to like brush my teeth the the normal way and it's stupid i hate it <laughs> i have to brush my teeth manually yeah this is ridiculous I don't feel- you know i find i find myself doing that a lot because i forget to put my toothbrush back on the charger my just battery and so it just <laughs> did and i'm like well guess i'm brushing my teeth regularly now where do you why wouldn't you just leave it on the charger is the charger because not the i don't stand? always it is, but we there's two separate bathrooms, and I don't always take a shower in the other bathroom. So I just bring my toothbrush into the other bathroom. That's stupid. I mean, it's quicker in the morning, and I like to make my life as easy as possible in the morning. No, my, just get equipped, dude. It's just a battery. I was thinking about that also. Do it. Right? I love you it. Said you, you said you you had yours for like three years or something. I've had mine for four years, actually. No, four years. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I got I, the Maybe. one I just got is, is going to be all black. Love that. Oh, solid. Sexy. Maybe I'll get a quip. Hey, quip, sponsor us. Please sponsor us. I'm going to tag quip. No, it's uh, and it's funny because they're going to send me, uh, they send you, they come with like a little like travel holder thing. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to my husband because what we do for my husband when we travel now is I just, we just put his toothbrush in like a Ziploc bag. Nice. <laughs> and I have like a nice little like carrier thing for mine. And he's just like, nope. Into the bag with you. <laughs> Into the bag, damn you. All right, man. Is that it? Was that our banter? Yeah, I think that was our banter. We might as well just go ahead. Oh, first impressions before we just hop right into oh, it. Oh, I thought this book was great, actually. This was a, a really... Oh, so, you guys, we are... this. Oh, yeah. This is We're moving into October. Uh, when you're, Yeah. It's already October 1st for us. Recording this is you're going to come later. Yeah. But uh, we are going into our Halloween series. Justin and I are huge huge fans of halloween yes we, we used to do like a big like blowout rager halloween party and so we wanted to do like four books over the course of october that are all like either like halloween or like spoopy related spook yeah so this spoopy. is our first spoopy book and it was pretty good it was, really, it was really good. <laughs> I really i really enjoyed it yeah i i felt like it, it gave me the feelings i think some people on goodreads didn't didn't really like that it was it was not just like a scary book, but it also had like some like humor elements to it. Oh yeah, I but thought I, they were I thought great. I liked that a lot. I thought that was pretty real, and mm-hmm. that actually enhanced the story for me. But like it didn't, it I didn't find that it detracted. Yeah, I didn't find. I I also thought it enhanced the story. There were some parts where I was like, oh, don't like that. Yeah, that's ter- That's terrifying. Don't like. But then there was also yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there don't were like, like, that. like little moments of levity, and but I I do feel like you know when you're looking for a book that's gonna like scare you it did give me those feelings of just like uncomfortability yeah i don't i haven't read any hp lovecraft but this person was inspired by hp lovecraft by someone named algernon blackwood this story is like based on a a novella by algernon blackwood called the willows and i think algernon Mm -hmm. blackwood was inspired by hp lovecraft so it's got that like thread of just kind of like eldritch horror Really good. Who doesn't love good Eldritch Horror, huh? Really good. Loved it. Loved it. Thought it was great. Yes. Correct. All right. So we're just going to hop right into it. So we start off by meeting Kara, mm-hmm. who is our main character. When we meet her, she is currently going through a divorce. 
she's moving out of her marital home and she's going to be moving back in with her mother, with her parents. Actually, I think it's just her mom. I don't know if her dad is in there. Her dad, yes. He's mentioned like briefly at the end of the story. Uh, but yeah, her parents are still married. Okay. So instead of her going to live with her pa- her parents, who she doesn't, she's like, I don't want to live with him at yeah. all. This is not something I want to do. It's it's going to suck. Big vibes. <laughs> so she ends up actually going to live with her uncle, mm-hmm. Uncle Earl, after he gives her a call and is like, hey, how's it going? You know, I know you're going through some stuff, but I just cleaned out this back room if you want to come come stay with old Uncle Earl. Yep. And um, Uncle Earl, he owns a museum. Yeah. <laughs> he owns one of those like, you know, when you're like. It's like a tourist trap museum. Got lots of weird shit in it. Yeah. It's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like that. Uh, yeah. 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 She ends up accepting and she goes to live with uncle earl and work at the museum while he uh you know he bought he's like buying and putting up displays and uncle earl's very like out there he's like very like yeah <laughs> i think he said he like believes in like aliens and like he believes in god but not really yeah and like <laughs> uncle earl is just a, a hell of a guy i do like that uh she's you know starts the story off talking about some of the weird things that uncle earl will say and like you know mm-hmm. he'll have things that are like the earth is like billions of years old but then he'll also have stuff that's like the earth is like thousands of years old and <laughs> yeah. he's like, you know, it could be, could, uh, you know, creation took seven days, but I don't know how long a day is for God. And that's kind of how I see it. Like when people, that's right. like I'm not like a Christian, but like when people are like, the earth is 4,000 years old, that's how old the Bible is. Like that's what their basis is. But I'm like, okay. I don't know how long a day is for God. Yeah. Maybe every day, and maybe every day for him is like billions of years. It took him billions of years to do everything. That makes sense. I can get behind that. That is, that is what I believe. I was like, hell yeah, Uncle Earl. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> hell yeah, Uncle Earl. So she lives and works at the museum while she's going through her divorce. And she, uh, she's she been there for like a month, maybe, mm-hmm. when she notices that Uncle Earl is wearing a... Uh, <laughs> a back brace because yep. he's having some struggles go on in his life and you know she offers to help him out she's like uncle earl i got it you don't got to worry about this you know i'll do the shop or whatever and then eventually uncle earl's knees start giving out on him yep. and he eventually has to have surgery mm-hmm. so he ends up going stay with her mother who she didn't want to stay with i think that's his sister yeah. i think that's how they're related and she's just been like helping out at the shop over the month so there's like so basically, like she helps at the store, she and she decides, decides mm-hmm. like inventory, all the starts cataloging, cataloging everything, everything yeah. that's in there, and then like updating their websites and socials because she's a graphic designer and she wants to be useful. Yep. Also, if you hear paper rustling, I don't know if I cut it out in editing, but if you hear paper rustling, that's me flipping through my notes. Handwritten? Damn. Yeah. Look at you. I'm, show, I'm showing Maya my notes. Handwritten, baby. God, where did you get that paper from? It's like got like paper that's like, what are those like? It, <laughs> it's, 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 from, it's from my job. <laughs> <laughs> so Uncle Earl, he goes to have surgery on his knees. And while he's gone. Before he leaves. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, before he leaves. So he just gets like, he has like connections all over the place or whatever and one of his friends sends him a box and the box just has a bunch of like weird stuff in it because uncle earl's a weird man yeah it's so it's i got a bag of leg bones from a sheep (laughs) primitive carvings of birds with their beaks gaping open a lynx skull a blank book of banana leaves a woman's face molded out of a fish skin leather and then a wooden carving that's like it's got like an otter on one side and then like a weird like mummy whatever mummy effigy thing on the back of it <laughs> yeah also the 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 shop is like weird things it'll be like you know shrunken skulls but then there's also just like an insane amount of taxidermy like 
everywhere. Yeah, Uncle Earl used to do taxidermy back in the day, but I think he, they said he couldn't sell it because like you have to have special like yeah. permits or something. So like he gets that. a lot of that stuff because it's like there are some animals that like you have to have permits for them. Some of the taxidermy things he has are like endangered animals that it's yeah. basically like <laughs> illegal, and so like hunters or things will be like, oh, I'm gonna send it to that place. Cause yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, he got he got said I think he's it said he got most of them from this one guy where like his kids were like he was like in a retirement home and his kids were like we're not we're just gonna burn this stuff when you die. <laughs> this is disgusting. Like, no, please. Yeah, why do you have this weirdo weird old man? Yeah, so they get that box right before Uncle Earl goes in for his surgery. Correct. So after they get that box, uh, Uncle Earl goes into his surgery, and then I think it's like a couple days later, Kara notices that there is a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my god, can't believe a tourist. Knocked a hole in the wall. Didn't say anything. Didn't yeah. like try and come help me or anything. And she she wants to like spackle it up, but she's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I only know how to do small like <laughs> small holes. So she goes next door to the coffee shop that is also in this building. Uncle Earl owns this entire building, yeah. by the way. So she goes to the coffee shop, <laughs> and this is where we meet Simon, Love who one of my favorite characters. <laughs> He's actually phenomenal. And she's like, Hey, do you know how to? Uh, spackle up some walls you want to you want to help me out yeah and he's simon is cool because simon he has she, <laughs> she's known simon since she was a kid because i think well not i guess well she's known him a long time because she's like i think yeah she's known him he's a long 41 time. and she's seven years younger than him so she's however old that is she's third 34 yeah she's 34 and so he's she talks about you know yeah you know my got divorced whatever meant you know and he's like ah oh, you're better off men suck and she's like mm? and he said sorry it's the eye talking you haven't been around a while. Turns out my left eye has some rare form of colorblindness that only women get. So it seems like he probably absorbed his twin in the womb. This was confusing to me because Simon's gay. <laughs> and yeah. I this made it seem like he wasn't. Like, we don't find out till later in the book that <laughs> he's gay. And I was yeah. like, but it makes total sense for him to be like, men suck because he is man and he dates men. <laughs> yeah, he knows. But no, he knows what that's, it, what's that's up. the that that's the the woman eye he has. Yeah. He, <laughs> he absorbed his twin in the womb, and now he has special powers. Both Kara and Simon were a delight, but like Simon's our yeah. not main character who is delight. He's our not main character main character. Yes, because he's yeah. throughout the entire book. It's Simon and Kara. So <laughs> Phenomenal. So Simon's like, yeah, sure. I'll come help you. So after, after you know, the day ends and he closes up the coffee shop, he goes over there with his, with his tools and he's like, well, all right, here we go. We're going to spackle this up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, let's look in there and see, you know, if, you know, in case they have any he, oh, he he has to look for a stud. That's right. Mm-hmm. He has to look for a stud. So he's like, I'm going to put my phone in there, you know, see if I can find a stud, flash, use a flashlight. And he does it. And he's like, Kara, you might want to take a look at this. Yeah. There was no pipes, no stud. And it was just like, it looked like a, like a little hallway. And so like, Kara is like, I want to close this up, but it'd be pretty dope if we found some extra space that we can like expand the museum into. I'm sure Uncle Earl would like love that. Of course, Uncle Earl would love that. Yes. But uh, it's not, it's not a normal, it, it's, it is a bigger space, but. Yeah, it's a bigger space. So they end up cutting a hole in the wall and they get in and they go in there and it's a hallway. Yeah. And they, they start walking down this hallway and it seems like this hallway is going on for a little while. Outside the bounds of the shop, there, it's a two-story building. They're on the second yeah. floor. And at one point, Simon is like, we would definitely be above the street 
at this point. Yeah, we should be on the street at this point. So they, so they, they're walking down the hallway, and they think that the hallway ends, but it turns out the hallway turns, mm-hmm. and so they go down, they go down the hallway, and it leads into this circular room with a bunch of graffiti on the walls and a door. So they're like, "Huh, this is weird. Let's head back, regroup, and then <laughs> we'll come back and you know figure it out." Uh, on the way out, they're scared by Bo, who is. You guessed it, a cat. Yes. Everyone loves a cat. Bo is great. <laughs> they leave and they're like, all right, that was a big experience. Let's regroup, come back tomorrow night, mm-hmm. and we'll go explore, see what's in there, see if we can get more space out of the shop also. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, it piqued our curiosity. Let's go see what's in there. Yes. So they end up going back the next night. And <laughs> while they're there this time, I can't remember if they go through the door or if they they find another door. So when they opened up the wall, it was a hallway, but it's not like you're looking down a hallway. It's a parallel. Yeah, the hallway yeah, is right, parallel right. to the wall. And so they went, like, let's say they went left. And so when they go back mm. the next day to go look at this door, they're like, let's go right real quick just to see what the fuck is going on this way. Because they're really trying to, yeah. like, they're they're like, this is weird. It's mind-bending. It's, it, it must be, like, mind-bending. Let's see what the other way is. Yeah, it's mind-bending because there's there's no way it should be, like, this large. If they're, like you said, they'd be on the street or whatever. Yeah, they'd be on the street or, like, there'd be, like, she was like, oh, maybe we're, like, this part of the building. And he's like, there's windows there. I'm doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> it's like, it's not possible. So they, so they go the opposite way and they find another door. Mm-hmm. But this door is not closed. It's slightly ajar. So they end up opening the door. Oh, and at this point, they they brought, like, their tools and mm-hmm. stuff. They have, like, flashlights and everything. So they can see because apparently it's dark. Uh, they go in there, and there's more writing and stuff. And they, she's looking around. And she's on the floor, and she comes up. She comes up to the bed. Oops, there's a body on the bed. Yep, just a dead body. It's just a dead body. It looks like it's been there for a while. It's, like, decayed at this point. It's, like, it's like a skeleton. I also want you guys to know, because of our time constraints, and we're skipping over a lot of it, this book is very funny. This book is very funny. We've skipped over, like, five moments, like, ten moments that were just, like, ha, that was, I laughed out loud at that. Very funny. <laughs> I wanted you to know, read this book, not just because it's a good spoop, but also because it is legitimately... Like, it's not trying it's too a, hard it's, to be funny. It's, it's legitimately funny. a good book. Yeah, it's legitimately a good book. Well, one of them I can tell you that I remember is um, <laughs> when they find the body, yeah. Kara's like, we have to call the police. Correct. Like, there, <laughs> there's a body here. He might have been murdered. We have to call the police. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, can't do that. Might have a warrant out for my I arrest in Florida. Exact, I have the exact <laughs> quote highlighted. Go ahead. She said, he says, I got caught with a little bit of LSD. And she's like, it's been 20 years. It's fine. How much did they catch you with? And he said two pounds, and she's like, she two had to like pounds. grab the door frame. She was like, Simon, they sell that in micrograms. How do you have milligrams? Two milligrams. How do you know that? How do you have two pounds? And he said it was on sugar cubes. You know they go by weight when they're trying to prosecute. That's still so much. So much. It's a, an absurd amount. <laughs> it's so much. And he said that he got away because. He was 19, skinny wrists. He just slid out of the fucking handcuff. Amazing. Hilarious. And that's only one of the funny parts yeah. that I won't be touching Simon on. was <laughs> so fucking... Every once in a while, I'll, I'll just mention a, a real funny part. But yeah, that was hilarious. Yes. So after they find that, they like, okay, that's crazy. We probably we probably should call the police, but nah, fuck it. You don't want the cops involved. That's fine. Yeah. You have a warrant out for your wrist. We're going to go in this other door, see where that leads. So when they're walking to go, Kara notices that the otter thing, mm-hmm. the, the carving, had fallen in the hole that they made. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's weird. And she put it back in, in the museum. Weird. <laughs> so they go to uh to the other door, which is like 
deadbolted. It's got three or four deadbolts on it. Mm-hmm. It's like this big rusty metal door. And Simon, being the beautiful smart man that he is, he makes a makeshift chisel with a hammer mm-hmm. and a uh, <laughs> and a screwdriver, and he pops the locks off. And they go to open the door. And <laughs> another funny thing that happened was they were like opening the door, <laughs> and it's rusted so bad. The handle snaps off like halfway through, yeah. and so they have to like he throws it aside, and they have to like grip it from the the door frame and like pull it out. Yeah. When they eventually get it open, they go through the door, which leads to guess what? Another set of stairs. <laughs> and so they they go down those stairs, and then there's another door. They go through that door, and when they go through that door, they somehow end up on like this grassy, like hill like little island hill. land yeah it's like a like like a gl- grass clump yeah and they're like oh interesting yeah this is interesting white sky very foggy mm-hmm. like she's on like a little like in a, like a little island like a little grassy island yeah it's and just like yeah they look out and what they can see is just a bunch of other tiny grass islands grass islands just vanishing into the mist there's hella guys i want you to know this book is called the mist <laughs> <laughs> so they're like that's i'm saying capital one is stupid just keep that part in just me saying capital one is stupid (laughs) just cut everything else out and then just have me come in and just be like capital one is stupid capital one is stupid okay okay continue it's fine i hate it so they're on this grassy knoll right and they can see about 40 to 50 islands out in the distance Uh and they're surrounded by fog and water and we don't know where we are yeah but kind of piqued my interest. We should go venture out a little bit, mm-hmm. see where, you know, see what's going on. Uh, and Simon's like, before we leave, I brought this along. And he pulls out a brand new deadbolt. And he's like, I'm going to put it on this door just in case we got to fucking run out. We can just 30 seconds. We're gone. Slam lock. Yeah. We're done for. And Kara's like, that's a that's a solid idea. Mm-hmm. So he does that. And then they start making their way to another island. Right? Yes. I think I think Kara also uh, marks where their island is. Okay, this is the one criticism of the book that I, I could agree with. You should have, like, done something. Spoiler alert, they get lost. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. They, they, they... You're right. She marks the other one. This one, I think they only, like, we're next to the island with two bushes. Yes. I think that's what they yeah, say. Yeah, they're like, we're next to the island with two bushes. Good enough. And it's just like, not good enough. Not good Take enough. Take some fucking tape over the door, something to, like, mark this is our door. <laughs> Yeah, take some time to fucking figure out where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get your surroundings. And yeah, they so they start walking and it's like, they just have to like start walking in the water. This is another funny Simon moment is she gets in the water and she's like, it's like, she's walking and it's cold. And Simon gets in and he's like, ah, it's cold. And she's like, it's not so bad once you get used to it. And he said, yeah, that's what my first boyfriend said about anal. And she's like, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're w- like wading through the water, getting to another island. They end up going to a couple different islands. I think mm-hmm. one of them they get to, they're like, um, we're not going to go in there because the, the door was open, I think, but the, the bunker was flooded. Yeah. Like all of these islands have like a, like a, like a metal door with, with stairs that lead down mm-hmm. like a bunker and then they decide against that and then they they continue on their journey and then they come across i think it says they come across another type of tree like a new type of tree or something like that and they're like okay new tree cool mm-hmm. they keep going on their journey because they're like got to figure out what, what this is this is a weird place and then they come across a school bus yes but it's not like a normal school bus i mean it looks like a normal school bus she said the color is different. It's like an orange color. Yeah, it's like more orange. And, you know, school buses typically have like a sans serif type font on this, but this one uses a serif font. Yeah. She's a graphic designer, so she would she would know these things. Yes. And it's got Viracopa County on it. Yes. It's also not like, like a normal school bus would be. Mm-hmm. 
it's buried in the sand. Yeah. Like the sand is like halfway up its axle. Like or it's whatever. just a bunch of fucking bunkers and then just like a bus. A <laughs> school bus, yeah. So when they do get to the, the school bus, they're like, oh, this is weird. And then in like the, the the drop of a hat, it starts the sky opens and it just starts pouring raining. Yes. And so they run into the school bus for shelter. <laughs> and Kara's like, Guess we're just gonna have to wait out this rain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm gonna sit down. And Simon's like, Don't don't do that. Don't fucking sit down. You don't know what like what this is. Yeah, he says something. I just, I don't know what's wrong. Just don't sit in the seats. And so they end up sitting like against that like front wall of the bus near the driver's seat. Yeah, turns out to be a good call on Simon's part because they doze off, mm-hmm. and she looks at the seats in the uh the bus, and she can see <laughs> children. Like pushing against the leather yeah. of the seats. Like if the seats of a bus, like it's like the leather of the of the of the bus seats is like molded to like the form of these children's bodies. Absolutely horrifying. Yes, very scary. Horrifying. And not only are these ghost children, quote unquote, ghost children, are like writhing in the uh, seats. Kara can swear that she can feel someone in the driver's seat of the bus also. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, if I move my head, I'm going to see this person. But I'm not going to do that. Because yeah. that's that's scary. Fuck that. I had a powerful sense that if I looked at about head height and somehow looked, I don't know, sideways or through, I would meet the eyes of someone sitting there. Someone made up of the empty space that I was looking through. The school bus driver hadn't abandoned the kids, but whatever had happened to the driver had been different. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Also, like, he says her name and she's like, you see them? And the kids just start fucking... Just going ah! nuts inside the just chair. yeah, and then they they leap out. They're like, nope, fuck this, bye. Yep. My note was they wake up from a nap and into a nightmare. <laughs> so succinct. <laughs> I also missed before that that other bunker that they checked. That's where she put the marker down. Yeah, and it's like a stick. They're like, oh. Yeah, it was a stick. She, like, stabbed it into the, the sand or whatever. I only mentioned that because they go back to that bunker. Or they try to go back to that bunker. And the stick is gone. Well, they also run off the bus. They don't just, like... They left out, but then they also just started kind of, like, running. And so, like... Just hauling ass. So then they're like, okay, cool. Let's find our stick and get home. And they don't... They they don't know where the stick is because, like, the water has risen. Every... Like, things look different. After it rained, like, the, uh, the fog, like, kind of cleared out a little bit. But also everything looks the same. And like, Mm -hmm. they definitely don't know where the fuck they are. So, you know, they have a little existential crisis and like, all right, this isn't good. Yep. This is not good. This is very bad. This is very bad. This is the big bad. They pull themselves together and like, all right, we will search some more and see if we can find the bunker. So let's just grit our teeth and get to it. So they end up, you know, wading through the water again and they end up searching like five more bunkers. None of them are the bunkers they're looking for. Uh, They're all flooded and gross and stuff and then they come across another bunker (laughs) which they come across another bunker and they're going down into the bunker and Kara sees something moving Mm -hmm. out of the corner of her eye behind Simon and so instinctively she drops down and pulls Simon also I want to say this all of this would be terrifying for me yeah they they have the most clean calm demeanors okay so she's, she mentions this because she talks that she's kind of internally freaking out uh, at this, at one point, like Simon is like, I'm going to externally freak out because this is horrifying. But like, yeah, I can't, I can't say that I would necessarily, I mean, I think I'd be freaked out, 
But I think that there yeah. just comes a certain point where you're just like, there's... T- it's too much to process. Too much to process. Like, you just get so overwhelmed that you just reach yeah. a level of, like, zen. You ever been just so anxious oh, that, like, your body just just like, <sighs> that is how I felt with, like, the panic after, like, Hurricane Ida. Of just a level of, like, <sighs> like, I was just so anxious the week before. My body was just like, there's no, I physically can't be any more anxious than I already am. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. We're fine. So they do seem very zen. But I think it's yeah. just a level of, like, freaking out is going to do nothing for me. Let's let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds accurate. So, like I said, she sees something moving in the corner of her eye. So she and Simon get down. And what she sees is it's actually something moving. It's not mm-hmm. her imagination or anything. It's a person. At least she says it's a person because it's a person on a boat. Mm-hmm. And they're paddling down the river. And she's like, I've never been happier to see a person, but also... No, I don't like that. I don't want to... Not not going to talk to that person at all. So they uh, they end up sitting there until they can't hear his pole mm-hmm. anymore as he's going through the water. But they're like, it's getting dark. We should probably spend the night here. Unfortunately. I said that they hunker in a bunker. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Time to hunker down, baby. Hunker in this bunker. So this bunker, so when they go down, it's a circular room also, but there's like a a dividing wall in the middle. Mm -hmm. They go down there because they're going to spend the night. And, you know, they have their flashlights obviously dark. And there's more writing on the wall, but there is particularly something on the wall (laughs) that Kara sees. Hate that. Hate that. Uh, It says, they can hear you thinking. Simon, just accurately, his response is, fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) accurate (laughs) that is the most fucked thing i've ever heard Ooh, yes horrifying yeah and they is capitalized yeah actually all the words are capitalized okay never mind (laughs) but they refer to they to they as capitalized just a a singular they they is the entity (laughs) don't like it i actually hated i was reading that in a well-lit bank and i was still like this give me the heebie-jeebies yep. <laughs> i hated that so they see that and then kara's like all right that sucks if you don't look at it words don't <laughs> like they're not there yeah. so they continue to explore a little bit and they they come across i don't know if it's in the same room or i think it might be a different room but they come across there's like a bunch of stains and stuff everywhere mm-hmm. on the walls and on the ground and uh guess what <laughs> they come across another message mm. and it says Pray they are hungry. Yeah. Yikes. Also, stains and a lot of shell casings. Yes, a lot of shell and she's casings. she's like, okay, I guess they killed themselves. And Simon is like, you don't need that many bullets to kill yourself. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's a lot, of, that's a lot of shell casings for... Yeah, pray they are hungry. Hate it. So once again, they're like, if you don't look at it, it's not there. Yep. I pretend I do not see it. Yep. It, it, isn't that a, a great way to go through stuff? Just, just ignore not it. Not really, but... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so they they ignore they ignore the writing and they go through uh they go through the door at the bottom of the or at the back of the uh the room and they end up in another hallway. Uh they go down that hallway and they end up coming up to a room that has cots. It's I think it was like five cots. A couple of them are made up, a couple of them were mm-hmm. disheveled. And they're like, Okay, this is where we're gonna spend the night. This seems like a nice good area 
There's cots. There's stuff already here for us to go to sleep. Lock the door? Yes. Yeah, so they close the door. They lock it. They're like, we should be fine in here. It'll be fine. Also, another horrifying thing that happened here was Simon absolutely confirms that, yeah, there was someone sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. Because he has, he has the special eye, yeah. so he saw. Not like there, but like there. But there. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to... Uh, ooh. So would it, I was trying to think of what it would look like, right? So would it have been like, you've seen Predator? No. Oh, damn it. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Yeah. I, I, I can't quite describe it, but he just, I think, oh, I don't, I don't quite know how they yeah, could do it, but I think this book it. would make such a good movie. Oh my God. I was thinking the same just thing. Just like the idea of like, I'm thinking of like, you know, like when, like maybe like movies like The Invisible Man, where yeah. you can maybe see like, just like the, maybe like the hint of a shape through like dust particles you know what i'm talking about so, like you can see like dust swirling in the air and then you can kind of just see it looks like something's moving like basically any Literally. horror movie where there's like a ghost yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally any horror movie where there's a ghost but I, I think it would have to be done like i don't want to see like the outline of a body i just want to see like you just kind of see something moving in a way that it should not be moving oh i, I think if they could if they could do it this would be such a fucking great film oh my god dude it would be phenomenal this isn't exactly, but like, can you like, like kind of like that shimmery, like mirror effect kind of, but like not really, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's like that, that, that's what I was thinking of the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Simon confirms Sarah, uh, Kara, not Sarah, Kara's suspicion. And she wants it rightfully is like, well, hate that. hate that. I knew there was someone there, but I definitely could not see them. And you have a special eye. Thank you for scaring me even worse so they're hanging out in the room not really hanging out but <laughs> but you know what more can you do mm -hmm. and they, they they come up with the idea that hey we're probably low-key we're probably in another universe because what what how can you explain anything else or like just in between yeah we're in between so they make a pact while they're there they're like you don't leave without me i won't leave without you you're right Yes. Because don't first split of all, up. Terrible ever. Let's, yeah, let's not split up ever. Terrible idea. Uh, so I think they end up dozing off for a little bit and they wake up and they're like, all right, well, we should, you know, we slept a good bit. We should probably go see how long it's been. Yeah, how long it's been. If it's daytime out there, they go back up the stairs. They go outside. I think it's still night, but they can see the, the trees. They're all willow trees, I think, by the way. Right? They're all willow yes. trees. And so they can, they can see that the tree is like moving in the wind and they can make out Kara says she can see something over there mm -hmm. in the negative space of the tree yeah she can see something moving but she can't pinpoint it yes horrifying that's i mean I, I i won't keep saying it but just like just the vibe of just like whoa <laughs> it's, it's no. terrible no no thanks after they see the uh these shapes or these bodies that are in the trees all of that stops mm -hmm. and then they see this black figure running like jumping through the trees and they know it's like the first things that they saw they were like oh it could be the trick of the light mm -hmm. or whatever but because you know nothing was happening this one this one has weight to it they can see the branches like yes. buckling under it as it as it's moving yeah and it's just a solid black mass rightfully so they're freaked out so they're like Let's back into this bunker real quick. Mm -hmm. Close the door. Act like that never happened. Obviously, since it's horrifying, they can't go right back to sleep. So they're like, let's search these cots. They're, the cots have like foot lockers at the end of them. So they're like, let's search these cots. It's like a military mm -hmm. uh, cot. 
<laughs> one of them, they find a uh, a sweater, but also a porno mag. Fun. Then they find one with a, another sweater, I think, in uh, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they also find one with a, like a log mm-hmm. sheet, like a military log sheet. And it details, you know, oh, we got here this day. We did this day one, blah, 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 day two. I don't exactly remember what they are. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm like, you know, scrolling down through my through my Kindle, like my notebook and my Kindle. Uh, I just took yeah. like no notes for chapter 10. I, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't like write what happened in chapter 10. I didn't like highlight anything in chapter 10. It's just says, like I just highlighted chapter 10 and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yep, chapter 10, this is the one. Yep. So the log details four separate days, mm-hmm. but then on the fifth day, it's nothing. It's blank. And then from the fifth day on, it's just completely blank. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. So they're like, that's not promising at all. Don't like that. You hate to, you hate to see it. We should probably get some more sleep, try and, knock, try and knock this out in the morning, get home. Yeah. And they also, they kind of talk about, like, coming through a vacuum evacuate i don't know how to pronounce yeah um but you know back vacuum think like that kind of like root yeah i think uh towards the end of the book they explain what it means and it's like means emptiness or something like Mm -hmm. that they also find some frrs field rash field (laughs) field field ready rations field ready rations mres are obviously uh meals ready to eat is an MRE. Yes. And also property of the UNA government. Fuck does that mean? Yeah. No one knows. Don't know what UNA stands for. Obviously, with their tiny brains, they're like United Nations. Ugandan National Assembly oh. was Biracopa in the UNA. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that on the podcast. Definitely have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> that shit down <laughs> i couldn't pass it up it was i couldn't, I couldn't pass it up you should just bleep it and let them come yeah down and <laughs> yes i will bleep it that's so fucking funny oh my god so after they after they wake up the next morning they go out simon's like all right fuck this i'm gonna drink this water yeah. i am so goddamn thirsty this water's about to get in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he does. He, they drink it, and you know it seems fine. I think they say it tastes like algae, which is gross. But I mean, other than that, yeah, water's water. it's you know it's water. Water's water. And while they're while they're drinking the water, they realize they can hear like a humming sound. Mm-hmm. And Kara's like, I don't know if I have been hearing that or if I'm just now hearing it or if it's just noticeable to me. But yeah. I don't I don't remember hearing this. They they start trying to like decipher where it's coming from mm-hmm. but also it's like impossible because this is a huge open space yeah. so like <laughs> they decide to uh they decide to start looking for their bunker and they're trying to be systematic about it simon goes what if we don't find it this pissed me off because i hadn't been i hadn't been asking that exact question for a reason <laughs> <laughs> she was like how dare you we weren't talking about it <laughs> we weren't talking about the possibility that we were lost I'll, I'll dare you bring up the very true possibility and also actuality that we are lost. Yeah. Oh, I, I I also forgot to mention. So as they're searching, they're coming across more of these. There's like holes in the uh, in the sand. Yeah. And earlier they said, uh, Kara said that it was 
uh, antlion mm-hmm. holes. Yeah, they're like they're like they're like uh, the shape of like funnel a, like shape, a, like a cone that a cone would make if you just like punched a cone into the ground. So uh, they know it's not an insect hole mm-hmm. because. <laughs> Simon like stuck a twig down there and nothing was coming out and then he just stuck his hand. I'm sorry, antlions? Antlion, yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, but like everything else about this book is like, oh, okay. Because I just, because I was like, whoa, are they like, are we supposed to think that like, I just now was like, oh shit, are we supposed to think the antlions are like, like that's our tip off that like they are not in our universe. No, antlions exist. I thought it was, I I thought it was an, I thought it was an anteater. I was like, what the fuck is an antlion just now? Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but it, I thought they were just calling us on No, antlions are a thing. Okay, they're here. They're with us. <laughs> no, they're with us. <laughs> they're here. They can hear you. <laughs> so they they determine that it's not, those holes are not from antlions, but from something else because, you know, Simon stuck his hand in there and there was no insects or yeah. ants or anything in there. So they continue their search and they eventually, they eventually come across another bunker because there's six million of them mm-hmm. here. And... They're going into the bunker, and they just the the bunker is full of water. It's flooded, mm-hmm. and then in the back of the bunker, there's these two pillars that are coming up out of the water. And on one of the pillars, there's just a man holding on. Yep. he's very emaciated, hairs long as hell. He's just waiting in the water, holding on to this pole. Yep, obviously horrific. So they back out. Yeah. Well, before they back out, you know, Simon is like shining his light and the dude's like, oh, God, Too bright. stop that. Too bright. Too bright. It's the light. It hurts. And so like, eep and fucking head out. <laughs> they, they jump out and they're hiding and they end up talking to this guy and his name is, I'm going to butcher it, Sturdivant. Yeah. Kara says he's got like a super thick southern accent. Yeah. And the whole time he's talking to him, he's like playing with his hair in the water and he's telling them you know different stuff like like the hole that they came through are everywhere Mm -hmm. he's been there for i don't remember how long he said a while he's been there for a long time yeah he's i don't even think he knows yeah i don't think he knows like i said he's like super emaciated and like his hair is super long and he's struggling he's also like coughing a lot yeah he's like coughing and so he explains that the holes are everywhere and that most people that are taken into the hole they don't leave because mm-hmm. they're stuck wandering forever you know trying to trying to find the hole because the holes close yeah they don't stay open forever and um he's just real cryptic about everything he tells him that he remembers a a lady that came to him mm-hmm. at one point and then oh they asked about the the ferryman the, the boatman yeah. that they saw and he's like oh him uh you know he's always hungry you should probably stay away from him yeah and he, he basically said that, like, he was in the woods. He was a park ranger. And he, like, went into the woods. He was in some kudzu. And then he kind of just, like, ended up here and he couldn't find his way back. Yeah, and he's just been he's been there for God knows how long. He doesn't even remember how long he's been there. Mm-hmm. But, like said, you know, he has seen multiple people, like, different people come through. And he's been there the whole time. While they're talking, Sturdivant is seemingly getting lower mm-hmm. in the water yeah eventually he's like chin height to the water and he's like talking while he's chin height to the yeah. water which is difficult and then he shrugs his shoulders and he stands up mm-hmm. and it turns out the thing that he was stroking in the water was in fact not his hair but his intestines like his whole body. because his whole body because he had been disemboweled i guess i think it was like 
his rib, like from the bottom rib down, mm-hmm. was just yeah. decimated. I realized that when he had been stroking the surface of the water, he'd been stroking his own body dissected around him. Fingers moving across intestine and bowel in a horrible, loving touch. And so they just scream and leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Another creepy thing that happened was the lady I mentioned, he said that whatever whatever the things are in there, the willows, mm-hmm. they, when they take you. It's kind of what you become. Th- yeah. It's kind of what you become. Mm-hmm. But also, they basically take you apart so that they can figure out, like, I guess what makes you tick. Because the lady that he mentioned, she got taken by the willows. Mm -hmm. And when he found her, all her bones had been taken out of her body and stacked up neatly next to her. And her jelly body was just sitting there. Yeah. And she was still alive, I think he said. Yeah. And he said, he says that they, like... They're like that with with them being hungry. He mm-hmm. says that if they're not hungry, they just they're just gonna fuck with you. Yeah, they're just gonna like mentally fuck with you, which is horrifying. Yeah, awful. That's that recor- rec- recurring word. Horrifying. horrifying, so scary. Yeah, they're just gonna fuck with <laughs> you mentally. After after they run away terrified because same, they end up coming across a ship and. When they're when they're like near the ship, or they had just like walked past the ship, or before they got to the ship, that thing that they saw the night before, crawling like running through the trees, a big black figure. Something passes next to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simon with his eye, Kara asks him. She's like, "Is is that the same thing from last night?" And he's like, "Nah, it was that was bigger." Whatever that was, he said. If that, if the the first thing we saw was a rat, this was a dog. Yeah. So she starts uh, as they're as they're moving. Because I think the dude talked about and like they can hear you thinking or whatever. And so she's she yeah. distracts herself by seeing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt <laughs> to try and like yeah. just make her brain think of like literally anything else than what's going on around them. Anything until else. it leaves. Yeah. That is so hard. So after after the thing passes them and it goes in the water. They're like, all right, look, we're going to hop in this ship and just wait it out a little bit, see if it, you know, comes back. So they end up sitting in the ship at the, you know, it's like half a ship. They end up getting in it and they're sitting down. And yeah, this, she starts trying not to think about it. <laughs> She's singing, John Jacob, Jingle Hammer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Whenever we go out, people always shout, fuck, fuck, we're going to die. We're going to die. There goes John Jacob, Jingle Hammer Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> So lovable. <laughs> I loved both of them. It's so good. <laughs> um, so she, she's continuously thinking about it. So while they're sitting in the, uh, the bottom of the ship, mm-hmm. they can hear. When I guess when it gets when it gets close, you can hear the humming that it's making. Super good. So the humming like stops right above them, <laughs> and the whole time Kara's like, "Fucking stop thinking about it, dude. Like, get over it. Cut that shit out." <laughs> I said, apparently, apparently, it can really hear you thinking because Kara keeps thinking about them and they keep showing yep. up. <laughs> God, bitch, like control your brain. Get, control your brain. What the hell, are we about to die. What is wrong with you? Yeah. After the entity, I'm just calling call it an entity. After the entity leaves, Kara and Simon 
they crawl out of the the uh the boat and they're like all right let's go so they start crawling on the ground staying low and Kara's like so can you tell me what you saw back there and Simon he's uh he made a small pain noise i don't know how to describe it they go in and out of underneath the world sticks to them Shit, I, I can't see three dimensions most days, but apparently I can see four. How fucking useless is that? <laughs> so these things are just like, I guess, phasing in and out of existence. She says the world's just a skin and they're moving around under it. I hate that. And also everything is the skin. Like them, the air, everything is the skin. Yeah. The imagery in this book is just so like, I think it does a really good job of making you feel, I think she only says it like once. But like Kara was like, mm-hmm. I don't quite understand what this feeling is. And then she's like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. It's dread. <laughs> oh, it feels like dread. Yeah. That's what it is. Excellent. I know how that feels. <laughs> uh, I can ac- I can say that's an accurate uh, description, yeah. depiction. After he tells her that, obviously that sucks. So she's like, sick. We need to get the fuck out of here. Like now. You know, they start wading through the water again, searching bunkers, mm-hmm. doing their whole thing. And then they get to a bunker. And they go down the stairs and Kara looks down and she sees Simon's tool bag. Yeah. And she almost didn't go inside the bunker because it had all these willows growing on it. And she forgot that their bunker didn't have willows. But she's also like, I think the willows might be moving. I don't think they're staying in one place. Yeah. That, that also came up. I forgot to mention it. After they spent the night in that bunker, when they went back up, she said the... The layout looked like it had changed, mm-hmm. but she didn't know how. Yeah. So, yeah, they they find their bunker, and they fucking haul ass and get into the museum, and they put a patch over the hole, and they push some shit in front of it, and they're like, this is terrible. We'll, we'll figure that out in a second. And her mom calls. When they get inside, the phone is ringing. Before they patch everything. Before they patch everything, the, the phone is ringing immediately. And she answers yeah. it, and it's her mom. And she's like, Mom, it is 1.30 in the morning. And her mom is like, you didn't open the... like they." So this was Friday night when they went in. Her mom is yeah. like, you did not open the store on Saturday. You have not been answering your phone. We were about to send the police to the store. Yeah. They've been gone since Friday night. It is now 1 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah it, is, yeah, it is now Sunday morning. They've been gone for over 24 hours. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, yeah, they felt they they patch it, <laughs> and then they you know they're like, okay, we'll go back to our own respective. He's gonna go back to his apartment. She's gonna go back to her room, and she says, yeah. um, "Our society doesn't teach us a graceful way to handle the aftermath of incredibly stressful events. If he'd been straight and I'd been interested, we'd probably have fallen into each other's arms and had poorly considered sex. But thank God he wasn't, and I wasn't. So we hugged fiercely, and then he went to the coffee shop, and I went to my shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Care falls asleep." And then she wakes up the next morning, opens the museum like normal. Everything goes fine. But when the museum closed the next day, Kara goes to the coffee shop. And she's like, hey, Simon, we should we should probably talk. Yeah. Uh, then she begins. She starts doing, like, research, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck happened? Like, what what, like, what was it? Looking that? up words. Maricopa County is yeah. directing her to, like, Maricopa County. UNA brings up nothing. That it seems like it could be, like none of the words that she's searching for. I think she searches up um, 
Sturdivant's name, and it's just like some dude. There was like some dude from like the Civil War, but no park rangers who went missing. Yeah, like nothing that she's looking up is helping her or leading her closer to any answers. So she goes to sleep that night, and she ends up having a nightmare about the willows. Yeah, I mean, hey, I would too. Yeah, fair enough. Traumatic events. And when she wakes up, her finger, or like her fingertips, are like raw. Yeah. And like fucked up. Like she was scratching at something. Yeah, like she was scratching at something. So she bandages herself up, and she's like, "Well, if this isn't like a a separate dim- pocket dimension, right? Surely, surely it wouldn't be only on that wall." Mm-hmm. <laughs> before that I, I forgot I highlighted this <laughs> she said she's trying to figure she, so she's trying to figure out how this uh, how the willow in the wall like happened or whatever and she's like had some nefarious being come to the museum disguised as a tourist and tried to open up a way to another world <laughs> I had a sudden image of a willow wearing a trench coat and dark sunglasses saying how do you do fellow humans yeah. and I fought down the urge to giggle hysterically and then start screaming and never ever stop yeah. <laughs> I thought that shit was so funny. Yeah. Sometimes something happens and you're just like, wow, if that happened to me, I would just scream forever. Yeah, it's just forever yelling. It turns out she like stabs a screwdriver in the wall. She doesn't find any more portals to hell. Just just that one wall. This is when Kara starts looking through the Bible, right? Oh, yeah, she took the Bible with yeah. her. Yeah, they took a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they took... I think she still has like the the sweater on, and she has the Bible. He has a, he has one of the the FRRs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. So Kara's looking through the Bible, and the Bible has been written in like someone's journal. Yeah, like around the margin. Like off to the off to the, yeah off to the side, and it turns out it's the journal of a soldier yeah. who is possibly from another world or a another just another part of the wherever she is. Probably from another world. Yeah. And he, he basically the the manuscript is him like just talking about how <laughs> he wants a cigarette and he hates this guy named Marco. He describes, you know, how they got into the uh the willow world. They just like he said they just went through some plastic Sheeting. curtains and yeah. they were there. Obviously set up by the the government. Like it was like a government like not experiment, but like a government like I guess experiment. Yeah, I guess experiment. Thought it was funny that she like is reading, and at one point she's just like, "This is a little stressful." So she gets up and she goes make some tea. And when she comes back to the bedroom, the cat has taken up the spot on the bed where she was because it's warm. I attempted yeah. to pick him up, whereupon he became extremely heavy in that way that cats have, and I gave up. And I was like, I identify with this so much. <laughs> when Doc is like laying down, and I go to pick him up, and I'm just like. You're 11 pounds. How are you so heavy in this moment? <laughs> How are you so heavy right now? Like, literally just, like, limp-bodied. He's in his box behind me right now. Very cute. I see him. He's adorable. That sloth is still terrifying. Hey, you leave KB alone. <laughs> so after she reads the journal, she ends up looking up Sturdivant, trying to find out anything about him. Oh, also, did you say that their commander disappeared? Like, that was, like, one of the first thing she read oh no no yeah one of the yeah he uh their commander disappeared and they were supposed to be there for a week which seems like way too long for like an initial drop in yeah 
why am I staying here for a week just to be like, let's go see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like, give me more, like... Absolutely fuck that. Absolutely fuck that. Give me, like, two days. Tops. One day. Hours. Yeah, give me, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me six hours. That's all I need. So his commander goes missing, but also one of the guys with him named Petrov confirms that, you know, he was on watch and there's some shit, weird shit going on out there. He says there's weird shit in the trees. Everything's moving and looks full of aliens. The soldier mentions that he knows that the portals open and close, Mm -hmm. but that his government might have a device that opens the portal back up. Yeah. This this is where I was like, oh yeah, this is getting like real Stranger Thing, getting real Stranger Things vibes right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> um, oh, also, while she's reading the uh, the Bible, she gets a call from her ex husband, Mark, and he's like, oh, I'm selling the house, and she's like, great, it's yours, you can do what you want with it, and he tries to tell her something about somebody named Riley, and she's like, oh, what the the chocolate lab, and he's like. This was annoying. No, it's the, the lady that I saw. Yeah, I thought, I didn't know why this was in here. And I was like, oh, all right. He's like, is that a joke? And he's like, I know you're upset with me. And she's like, I, I'm not anything with you. He's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm seeing someone. And, and she's like, good for you. Have fun selling the house. Let me know if I need to sign anything. And then she hangs up. Like, God, men are useless. Stop <laughs> bothering me, okay? We're divorced. We're divorced yeah. and we have no kids. Cut it out. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. So she finds that interesting that, you know, they might have a way to open up portals yeah. and close them back. Uh, she goes to talk to Simon about the Bible. And I think they end up reading reading a little bit of the Bible together. And they get to the part where, guess what? They found the commander. He's dead. Mm-hmm. He also has big funnel-shaped holes all over his body. Yep. You remember when I said that it wasn't? An ant lion. Mm-hmm. It was these things, footprints or their handprints or whatever. Because I think they're like on all fours. Yeah. This is their footprints. So they fucking pop, 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 popped him up real heavy. Yeah. She vomits also. Yeah, she vomits because, you know, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck, we've been walking through their footsteps this entire time. She decides that she's not going to go to sleep. So she's going to watch... A movie she just finds like a vcr and like a like a fucking tape and goes upstairs and she realizes that there's holes in the wall they had like patched it covered it up with like a picture or something and she realized that there are holes in the wall where they went into the tunnel yeah and she realizes that she has that the reason her hands hurt is she has been sleepwalking and like clawing at the wall trying to get back into the hole and she is immediately like nope yeah she's like nope i'm going to leave fuck this (laughs) fuck fuck that a lot and she realized that like the that like carving thing is on the floor again she goes to pick it up super annoying and she says the top of my mind i was able to think about the difficulty of cylindrical carvings under the ice i was screaming but that was fine it was miles away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like more, top of mind she's like wow how hard must it be to carve something into a cylinder and then like deep deep in her subconscious just, ah, ah. <laughs> so yeah she's about to like leave and then uh her uncle earl calls and you know he's recovering fine she tells him about the hole in the wall and that simon patched it up yeah and she was like i should probably find out why i'm trying to get back into the willows <laughs> When I know it's a terrible place. Yeah. 
what is my brain doing? Simon is just like, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Simon's like, you can't. That, and that she's is like, a little bit, little bit, little bit of a problem. Um, so they go check the hole again, and she's like, "This is what I've done. Check it out." And he's like, "That's not good." And <laughs> Kara's like, "Okay, hear me out. We could burn the museum down." She's yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, we could. Would kill your uncle, break his heart. <laughs> your uncle would fall over immediately. Let's not do that." And she's like, oh, but he'll be alive for, you know, to die at least. And he won't get taken by the, uh, <laughs> he won't get taken by the willows. Simon's like, okay, cool. You're sleepwalking. Um, I would let you come stay at my house, but I have stairs and I don't want you to fall and break your neck. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you're going to sleep here. And I have these handcuffs. They're not actually handcuffs. They're they're uh velcro wrist straps, he says. And so he chains her to her bed. Yes. And before he leaves, he's he's like he pats her on the shoulder, he turns off the light and he's he's like nighty night carrot, sleep tight. And she says, "Don't let the willows bite." As the door closed, and then we we cut to sunlight shining over the willows and the boatman is on the edge of the island. And he looks like he's calling to Kara. So, oops. Yeah. She's having nightmares again. So she's like, oh, she's like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming again. She's like, oh wait, no, that's fine, that's fine. As long as I'm not sleepwalking, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, so she talk, she actually talks to the boatman. She's like, this is a dream. You're not real. This won't happen. Anything. And he's still like beckoning towards her. He's like, come on, come see this thing. Yeah. She's walking up these stairs unwillingly, and she realizes that, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, I thought in your dreams you could control what's going on. And she, like, moves some hair out of her face, and she's like, all right, cool, so I can do that. But, like, why am I, like, why, why are my fucking legs just keep going? Yeah, and then um, she's like, I'm tied to the bed. It's fine. And then she realizes that the Velcro ties are just dangling behind her. Dang. Yeah, it's just dangling. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. And then... uh. She realizes, like, then, like, something hits her from behind and, like, basically, like, pulls her back. And yeah. then it's and it's Simon. And he's like, wake up. And she's just like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not asleep. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> so Simon, like, grabs her and they run. And they go into the doorway of the bunker. They fall hard. Kara, like, fucking bashes her knee, destroys her knee, just blows it out. Yeah. And the the boatman is, like. He starts like sh- aggressively, aggressively shrieking, trying to get at them. They realize that he doesn't have any feet. He's just attached to the boat. He's just the boat. He's just, he, he, he is he's the, boat. the boat. Uh, and so he's trying to get at him. And then, then, then what do they hear? But uh, humming. Yep. And they're like, oh shit, we have to go. Simon's like, can you run? And she's like, fucking, I'm going to. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> so they run he out. Says, Can you walk? And she says, "I don't care." <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm. We're getting out of here. So they end up getting back into the museum. They like put a whole bunch of shit in front of a in front of it, and they're like, "All right, this sucks. This was terrible." Simon says that he was also sleepwalking. He doesn't know how he got there. He just kind of woke up and was like, "Oh shit, I have to leave." And then he goes to leave, and he saw Kara, and he's like, well, got to save Kara. Saves Kara. And 
Yeah, so after they get back, she goes and she takes care of her knee. And they're like, yeah, we, I can't I can't stay here because, like, I'm going to continue to sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. So Simon's like, all right, well, I guess we're coming to my house and then we're going to have to keep each other up all night. Yes. This is, <laughs> it's like, very, like, Nightmare on Elm Street-esque. Yeah, like, and he, don't go to sleep. he, like, fixes her leg kind of as best he can. And so I think he, like, he, like, uses, like, a wind chime on the door to his apartment so that if they yeah. fall asleep and they start to sleepwalk again... The wind chime is, will wake them up. Yeah, he's like, there's no way we're not going to hear this. Yeah, so they go to work the next day. And then at the end of the day, Simon comes to the museum. And he's just got like a giant sheet of metal <laughs> yeah. to put over the doorway. Fucking nails that shit in. And then they, then they do a wall patch over that. Yeah. And then they, <laughs> they move the giant Bigfoot statue. In front of yeah, <laughs> in front of the hole. Also, they're like, we're not fucking. I'm not getting back in there. There's no way. Yeah. So then they um, they're not gonna leave. And so then she like ties herself to the bed frame again. And he's like, I will have my wind chimes. Yeah. And guess what? She sleeps through the whole night undisturbed. Yep. The next morning, you know, she wakes up, opens the museum. It goes by pretty smoothly, I would say. Later in the day, she gets some tourists that come in and. They are looking through the museum, and she's downstairs, and they go upstairs. And then one of the, the girl comes back, and she's like, um, um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but there's glass upstairs on the floor. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll come check it out. And she goes up there, and she, there there is, in fact, glass on the floor. And it's, it's the same case that the... Yeah, it's an albino raccoon, and the raccoon is just, like, gone. Yeah, the, the raccoon the is The hole gone. seems fine, but the raccoon is gone. After that, Kara's like, can't believe someone stole the fucking raccoon. You hate to see it. She grabs one of Earl's canes, and it was <laughs> it was a cane with an alligator head on top of it, and I thought that was pretty fucking sick. So she goes to Simon, and she's like, hey, did yeah. you take the albino raccoon? Simon's like, what? Why? <laughs> Why would I take the albino raccoon? Yeah, yeah, so she just, like, posts about it on the website, and it's just like, hey, guys, someone... Or like on their social media, and she's like, someone stole the raccoon. Everybody's like, and she's like, I think it was cultists. And they just have a laugh about it. She gets another package, because that keeps happening. It's nothing in it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, a package of pig skulls. Yeah, and then it's her day off, Monday, the day that the shop is closed. And then when she gets home, everything's like still locked up. Everything's still cool the way that she left it. Yep. Everything is, yep, like you said, the way that she left it. And she goes up to her room to, to read it. And she she goes to sit down on her bed and she kicks something that's under the bed and she grabs it and turns out to be the Bible. And she found Jesus. And that's the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, she she reads more uh, of the soldier's journal and he talks about how a woman showed up. Her name is Singer. She spoke like five different languages. Mm-hmm. She had been there for five weeks, which is a hell of a long time. Yeah. She had come in with another military squad, but she was not a military personnel. She was a civilian. Yeah. I just noticed this. Huh. Sturdivant was talking about that he met a woman who was a researcher, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's her. <laughs> I also thought that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know when these, like, are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could be. This could have been before or after, but yeah. Yeah. That lady. And when he, he said when he met the lady, 
she she had been there for two weeks. I think Sturdivant said. Yeah. Once again, Marco trying to be hot shit. Like I'll shoot. I can shoot him. I'll do what I can. I'll shoot him. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, you, you can't do that. And he's like, I'll do it. So at this point, the uh, the soldiers have four days until the portal opens back up. Yeah. And so I assume that this is where it came from. But the soldiers said that the lady told them that they can hear you thinking. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, all right, fuck that. So she turned off the light and she was like, cool, going to bed. She is awoken by Bo yowling. Yeah. Just fucking freaking out. And through his yowling, she can hear something on the other side of her door scratching. Uh, she says it's a loud scratch. It's about knee height, which is like, fuck. If she thinks it's a rat, if that's a rat, goddamn. Look, that's a big ass rat. It's only so much you can. You, only so much your brain can handle. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, but that is a fucking thick ass rat, dude. Yes, it's a thick ass rat. <laughs> um, so like you said, there's only so much your brain can handle. So she's like, you know what? Fuck it. And so she just gets up and yanks the door open. And Bo takes off to go fight whatever this is. Yeah. Boom. He gets it. They get in a scuffle. She goes down to the lower floor, I, I assume. And that's when it goes silent. Bo stops fighting whatever he's fighting. He, you know, he just comes out, starts grooming himself. And she's like, all right, cool. Excellent. Whatever that was, I'll find it in the morning because yeah. I'm, I'm not about to deal with this. So <laughs> when she gets upstairs, she like taps the sheet metal where the... uh where the hole is just to make sure yeah and she's like all right all right that's cool it was just a rat big goddamn rat uh so the next morning she wakes up and she goes downstairs to find this goddamn rat she finds it it's under some case so she gets down there and she's trying to get it and she ends up grabbing it and she brings it out and she's like all right let's see how let's see how bad bo got you yep and she she looks at it and there's there's wounds on it, but no blood, just straw, because the thing that Bo was fighting last night was the albino raccoon. Yeah. The taxidermy dead albino raccoon. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Horrifying. You hate it. A whole lot. My note was, this shit don't make no sense, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, the only thing she can think of is, okay, a rat... Got inside the albino raccoon yeah. and was just using it as like a meat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Use it as a fucking mech, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like... A rat got inside the albino raccoon and was just, let's go. I am the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a fucking Megazord. <laughs> and she takes it to Simon and he's like, yeah, that is fucked up. That's crazy. Yeah, that's super fucked. Gross. <laughs> Also, while when she go brings it to Simon, there's some lady, there's some old lady there that's like heckling her. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're too old to have, you're too young to have that cane. Yeah, what a bitch! Like, what a fucked up thing to be. Like, yeah, people yeah, can be. Who does that? Can people are differently abled at different ages? So fuck off. She I, like, why did this woman fucking like heckle her? Why would you say something? Yeah, why would you? Why would you say something? <laughs> After that, her ex husband calls her again. Oh. My God, cannot <laughs> with this man. He's like, hey, I just, uh, you know, 
wanted to talk to you about the Halloween party. He's like, what? The Halloween party six months ago? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you didn't see the, the photos? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, she, he calls and he's like, you know, I know you're mad. And she's like, about what? I don't want to fucking play 20 questions with you. Tell me what you need to tell me. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, those pictures are from a month before we got a divorce or whatever. And six, I'm with Riley. Six, in six those. months before they got a divorce. Six months. I'm sorry. Six months before we got a divorce. And I'm with Riley there. I was cheating on you because I'm a scumbag. Yeah. He basically is like, yeah, I cheated on you. Posted a picture from Halloween. Your mom commented on it because his mom, her mom was obviously like, you guys were not divorced at Halloween. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, your mom, like, you know, I think your mom tried to call you and I was just like trying to get you. And she's like, when have I ever answered the phone for my mom? Of course, I sent that to voicemail. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, she's like, what do you want? And he's just like, I don't know. I thought you could like yell at me. And, and she's like, you're a cad. How dare you? My heart is forever broken. Woe is me. <laughs> cool. You suck. Bye. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he's like, I hope we can still be friends. And she's like, yeah, keep hoping. Hung up. <laughs> And then she deletes the voicemail from her mom. Yeah, because she's like, fuck off. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, she finished her dinner, and then she starts reading the Bible again. This point in the Bible, something, whatever, they got into the bunker that they were in. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. Something busted through the doorway. Marco just fucking emptied a clip into it. Yes. And then they looked that it was like, and then they like looked at it, and it wasn't them. It was like some like weird deer-chimp hybrid thing. And they were looking at the body and one of them like opened its mouth and it had fillings. And so then they all start like freaking out. And, <laughs> it's like, ah! and so Singer looked at it and then she started freaking out. And so she's like, give me a razor. And he's like, I guess she's going to fucking kill herself. Here's a razor. That's Here you valid. Go. And she shaves yeah. it. And there's a, like a mermaid tattoo. Yeah. That they call something that they don't call what we call it. I forget what we call it. And she just starts crying because it's one of the people that she came with turned into this weird whatever so they realized i I wrote that they realized that the something used to be a someone oh yeah big facts yes and singer singer gets real sad yes soldier number one tries to comfort her i don't know his name (laughs) so soldier number one tries to comfort her but that doesn't work and they end up putting the uh the chimp deer hybrid in another room yeah instead of burying him because they're like we can't go outside yeah. We get more into the Bible, and Singer and Soldier Number One are the only ones left. Yeah, everyone else has been they're gone one time taken out by by these things. This was insane. Like <laughs> Singer, so they're gonna take Singer back with them because Singer is like, look, fucking anywhere is better than here. Like, I'm just gonna come with you, and they're like, yep. Yeah. The military is gonna be like, what the fuck? You guys just came back with another person from another <laughs> yeah, came universe. Back with like what the fuck we didn't tell you to bring anyone back but hey you gotta do what you fucking gotta do tell them tell me what happened justin because it was uncomfortable so they were going back to the vacuum they they were doing their route that everyone knew uh and he was bringing up the rear they drew straws they drew straws soldier number one was bringing up the rear uh because they thought that'd be the most dangerous spot Mm -hmm. haha not correct they drew straws. Uh, Singer was second to last, and she started out. And then she stopped right in the water and jumped back and grabbed me. She said she heard the noise, and that meant that things were there. And they got them. Marco was in the water, and he just unraveled. These threads came off of him, and I thought it was his clothes. And it was, it was at first, but then it was his skin. Like something just grabbed a thread and pulled, and he was standing in this sort of haze. But it was all made out of bits of him. 
It didn't happen nearly fast enough. He just kept walking forward with threads falling off, and I hope the fuck, I hope to fuck, he didn't feel it, and then he fell down into the water. Yeah. So he tries to go save Marco, and Singer's like holding him off, and she's like, nope. "You can't, you can't fix this." And so then she just like yanks the fuck out of his ear. Yeah, and she's like, "We gotta go." Yeah, she yanks the fuck out of his ear, and he like is like, "Bitch," and he decks her. And, and she's like, and like later, like, so like then dude Steen went down the same way. And then Petrov tried to came, like he came running back. Cause I think he's at the front. Yeah. And he's trying to put Steen together back with his hands. <laughs> oh God. And then like singers already dragged him back. Like she's like, she pulled his ear so hard. So like, cause she knew that the pain would make him think about anything else. And so he decked her and that would made her, her yeah. think about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god nuts wild just watching somebody unravel in front of you that yeah that shit is fuck i don't even know how my brain would process that if it happened in actual life so then she she reads and she said they find out that the vacuum is going to open again tomorrow and him and singer are going to leave uh they're going to make a run for it and he says he's going to leave the bible there for anybody to find it. Yeah. And uh, he says, if I get back, I'll tell them to close up the vacuum. They won't listen, but I'll try. And then I'm going somewhere else, someplace real cold maybe, where willows don't grow at all. If you're reading this, just get out. Bug yeah. out as fast as you can. Good and, luck. Um, I didn't notice it the first, you know, you, you notice things in hindsight, like when you're doing this reread. Mm-hmm. I don't. Kara is like, I'm going to choose to believe that they made it. But doing the reread and yeah. Sturdivant saying that he saw that researcher, and I'm sure that it was Singer. I don't know. I don't know if the soldier guy made it either. Yeah. What if the soldier guy is the dude on the cot that they saw? Like the first dead body that they I find? Need to try what and if see that's if him? I can figure out what kind of clothes it was wearing. Like you think the guy, you think he got to their bunker specifically? <laughs> I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. You know what I mean? While you're doing that, I'm just going to continue. So after she uh, reads the all that and she chooses to believe that they made it out, she goes to Simon and she kind of talks to Simon a little bit about her ex calling her. I can't tell. You can't tell. I, I, I don't think it was him. And it must have been someone else. But you can't really, they couldn't really tell what he was wearing. But there was like an oil drum in there. I don't know how that would have gotten. Like, yeah. Obviously, someone else had been in that room because I don't know. He wouldn't like, where, where do you fucking get an oil drum from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe it was there already, right? Oh, man. So, yeah, she goes uh, talk to Simon and they have a little, you know, chit chat. And they're they're making <laughs> they're making like jokes about everything they went through. And she's like, God, is it going to be us in 10 years? Like, we'll just be like, yeah. hey, remember the time <laughs> yeah. we went to hell? It's like, yeah, BC alternative. She's like, it kind of just makes everything seem so like husband cheating on you. Yeah. Kind of doesn't mean anything when you've experienced what they've experienced. Like, there's just bigger fish to fry in the fucking ocean. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you do? So she gets a call from Uncle Earl. She reassures him that everything that was broken is getting fixed and then everything is fine. And so after after she has a conversation with Uncle Earl, she is on her phone. Yeah. Just chilling. And once again, she heard, she hears a scratching noise. And she, she lifts her head. And as she lifts her head, a car is passing. So the headlights light up the room. But after the light, the headlights fade away. The yeah. light didn't after it was in a specific like spot. And she was like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> she says, and it was just like the color of 
the light in the willows and her she just blinks at her mind just like saves her life probably but her mind just goes her mind just like actively just blues just goes no and just shuts down <laughs> yeah <laughs> shuts down she's like oh. yeah and she said that it was coming from one of the cases mm-hmm. on the ground floor <laughs> and she saw it move from behind the case yeah. along the wall like like quick like quickly jet across and obviously Bo is somewhere not here and she saw it go behind the counter and she loses sight of it and then it goes under the stairs and then it it's gone and then she's like all right i have to go i can't be here this is not good so she's she's like crawling on the ground to get out and she says there's dozens of glass eyes watching her which is terrifying and then she hears something in the dark rattling horrifying and she's like oh it, I, it's just Bo. everything's fine it's great but she was like Bo would yeah. never and then she can hear something like moving like real slow coming towards her and she's like well it doesn't know where i am so it's fine everything's good and then of course her phone rings <laughs> and when the phone rings she like mm-hmm. she's standing where the the register is and there's like a glass display case and she like looks down and she when she's like looking down Something yeah. fucking jumps on her back and claws into her back. And so she drops her phone. It cracks. It shatters the, uh, whatchamacallit, the display case. <laughs> and she says, also, I was screaming on top of my lungs, but that probably goes without saying. Yeah, correct. Obviously. obviously yeah. yeah, obviously. But she manages to get whatever it is off her and she, like, flings it away. And then when she looks at it. It's it's a weasel. It's like, a, like some kind of, like, she calls it a fisher, but it's like a kind of weasel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's glowing. It's like. She said the the light coming out of its mouth, it's not like actual light. It looks mm-hmm. like it's dripping like water. So it's like dripping light. Yeah. <laughs> but it like moves like really awkwardly like a puppet. Because it is, essentially. <laughs> Which is, once again, horrible. Just imagine like a puppet running at you full speed. Yeah. Uh, and she realizes that the, uh, the fisher's mouth is like sewn shut so it can't really open up its jaw. And that's why it didn't really get a good bite on her. Mm-hmm. And it starts like coming at her. And she like bashes its head in. And so it's still it's still trying to come at her, and then she notices that inside of its chest is the otter carving. Yeah. I I wanna say I saw this coming. It was yeah, there was it was very obvious that it was going to be yeah. the otter carving. Because it was like they got the box and it was like, here's a bunch of shit. And then the last thing was this very intricate carving. And then like every that time kept landing on the ground and stuff. Yeah, and then like you find the hole in the wall and it's like, oh, there's this carving that fell off the wall. Let me put it back up there. And so like literally every time something weird was happening with like the wall, the carving was was part of it. <laughs> yeah. So she finds she's like, it, it was you, you motherfucker. How dare you? And I think she like didn't notice, but like when the she didn't realize that when the albino raccoon went missing she made a note that she was like you know later i would realize that something else was missing too and i was like the carving is it the car it, it, yeah it was the carving <laughs> is, it, is it the carving that's also missing yes she's also very she's also a little upset because she's like this is my home how dare you come into my home you fuck how dare you so she realizes that like the otter carving is trying like i think she like she realizes that the otter carving is trying to get back to the other side. Yeah. That it's not, I mean, it is a, trying to attack her, but it's also trying to like get to the other side. So it's trying to get back to the willow place. And so it goes 
and it crawls in it somehow like crawls inside of the <laughs> yeah. they have a giant otter thing that like yeah. it, that's like eight feet long because it's the kind of Jesus. otter that gets that big and it crawls inside that and it starts it's so massive fucking clawing at the goddamn wall and so she's like hobbled her way up to the top of the stairs really quietly and she realizes that it can't see her it's blind it doesn't necessarily really have eyes because it's inside of a taxidermy thing i don't know if the carving itself has eyes but like she realizes <laughs> that and then it's like ripping at the patched wall and it rips the metal away from the wall and it's about to go in and then Bo, the cat hate to love him is like <laughs> yo what the fuck is that and it starts like yowling <laughs> and, <gasps> and so then of course the fucking otter thing is like ah and it turns towards them and starts coming towards <laughs> them. And so she's got to like butts. She like grabs Bo and then starts like, like butt scooting down the stairs as fast as she can. <laughs> she runs to her room. The otter doesn't care. It's a poor choice. She's like, I should have run outside. So it breaks into the room. And so like all the stuff inside, like all the taxidermy stuff has like awakened. Yeah. Everything's like just hanging out. Awake, moving. It's like night at the fucking museum in there. Yes. In like the worst way possible. <laughs> in like a horrifying way so she goes in a room and the otter breaks in um and so she moves to grab the cat because she's like a good person and there's a giant elk head prince prince she calls it prince after the like they named it prince after the dad from bambi and it just like turns its head and impales the otter so they get in a scuffle and then Bo joins in and he's like boxing up this fucking otter thing and she's like i'm getting this thing fucking home uh so she starts fucking hobbling her way back upstairs into the hallway, making a lot of fucking noise. And like all the fucking taxidermy shit is like looking at her. Some of it's chattering in creepy, horrible ways. Hate it. Uh, And so she goes through the hallway and she's like, okay, I'm going to get outside of, I'm going to go all the way outside to the bunker. I'm going to get on top of the bunker. And when it comes out, then I'm going to swoop back in. Yep. And so, she does that, and she gets to the top of the of the willow world, and then I think the like the willow trees start like gripping at her, and she's like, yeah, they start like attacking her. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, this was a mistake, and now she has to get out, and this made me. So she like I think like crawls to like a different bunker, and she like she crawls to a different bunker, and then she hears Sturdivant like making this weird like swallowy clicky noise at her. Yeah, you know how he does. And and she's like, you have to let go. And he's like, he's like, it's you. You're still alive. And she's like, I got out. I had to come back. And so Sturdivant is one. He's like, you're bleeding. I can taste the blood in the water. And she's like, it clawed me. He tastes the water? How? Oh, you know how. <laughs> you know how. So he basically distracts the otter for her. Yeah. So she can swim by them trying to like, fuck her up so he like mm-hmm. starts boxing up the otter and i think like <laughs> boxing up the otter is so funny yeah <laughs> so like like the otter and sturdivant are like wrapped around each other and they're just rolling in the water and she's trying to like swim back to the bunker so she can get out and um they notice she's there and so she's like almost to the bunker i think she's like out of the water she pulls herself out. She also like looks up and and she like describes it as like in the Old Testament when they describe angels as just this thing you cannot comprehend. <laughs> and she's like, couldn't be any more afraid. I 
reached my fear limits. I can't, like, seeing them didn't make me more afraid. And so she's like, look, I have to get away from them. So she rams her knee as hard as she can into the ground so that she's so in so much pain she almost vomits. Yeah. And and then she gets home. She like gets through the doorway. Yeah. And like crawls back through the doorway, gets back into the into the museum, and then she just basically lies on the ground and watches the sun come up over the museum. So she obviously gets Simon and he bandages her up again. And he's like, ah, where, where did, like, so obviously it was the carving. Where did it come from? And so she's like, it came from motherfucking Woody Morewood. And so she's like, let me go find my, my uncle's Rolodex. Let me go fucking call Woody Morewood. And he answers, and it's like really early morning, it gets for him. And he's like, hello? And she's like, did you send the otter carving here? And then he, <laughs> long silence, and he goes, oh, hell. And so she just curses, he... <laughs> She curses him the fuck out, sobbing <laughs> on the phone, angrily sobbing. Yeah. And when she finally finishes, he goes, tell me what happened, which is like very valid. So basically he found it in Danube. I don't know where that is. It was on an island in Danube and it had made holes everywhere, like Swiss cheese. Not good. Yikes. It doesn't describe how it was not good, but it's like not good. Wasn't cool. Why would you take it then? So he thought that it needed the willow trees that it was on the island with. He thought he was like, I think it's a key. I think the willow trees might be a lock and I'm going to get it away from there. And he's not sure. <laughs> he's not sure how it came to be. He thinks that like it might be that like somehow a log from the willow place made its way over. And someone was like, cool, log. I'm going to carve this shit up. And then was like, oh, wait, nice. oh, no, this is evil. <laughs> oh, no. And she's like, why would you just send this here with, like, no explanation? And he was like, oh, I I did send a book, actually. You guys you guys didn't read the book? Yeah, the, the blank book. It wasn't actually <laughs> blank. They just didn't look in it. Yeah, they just didn't read it. Yeah. And so he's like, you have to fill it. You have to get the hole closed, whatever it takes. And so Simon is like, I have an idea. So here's – so what they do is they clean up the museum – they report that the museum was broken into, otter case smashed, contents destroyed. You know, insurance didn't really do anything because most of the stuff was like illegal taxidermy shit. <laughs> but what they did was Woody Morewood had speculated that the only way to close it was to close it in the same way mm-hmm. that it had, that it was like was when it opened. And so before they had just like patched it up like kind of shittily and then they used the metal kind of shittily. And so what they yeah. do is he actually like does the drywall the way that you're supposed to fucking do it. Before they yeah, do yeah, that, yeah. they go and they buy 40 bags of, <laughs> like, quick-set concrete. Yeah, of course. They stack them up in front of the wall. Makes sense. Run a hose upstairs and wet it down so that it yeah. sets. And he's like, that's how they do it when, like, there's, like, in places where, like, it floods. Like, they'll do that as, like, a yeah, quick, yeah, like, yeah, barrier. Yeah. And then they, once they do that, then he, like, actually, like, drywalls it up norm the way that it is he drywalls it up from the inside which was weird and so as they got like further in like he had to like one come out of the hallway and then yeah uh, would stick his wall his hand into the wall and then his hands got like too big for nope. it, so he had her do it and then she finally closes it up with just like nope. one little finger of like spackle and they can watch the wall like actually healing itself and just closing up until it's just like a little <laughs> pinprick of of a hole. Yeah. You know, like what it, what it started as 
it must end. Yeah. And then the last chapter is basically almost like an epilogue. Like she still has nightmares because yeah, obviously, obviously trauma, Her- horrific experiences. But they're not exactly the same kind of nightmares. She still feels like she sees things sometimes out of the corner of her eye. Yeah. Every time she sees a willow tree, she damn near drives off the road. Facts. <laughs> I thought this was um. Funny, she was bombarding myself with memes of cutesy otters holding hands or whatever I went online. Because if you panic when you see an otter, <laughs> the internet's a dark and terrible place. <laughs> Fair facts. Yeah, so she's training herself not to be afraid of otters. Like, still gets freaked out when she sees willow trees. And But she's like, I'm not going to leave the museum because the animals and, like, stuff in the museum, like, saved her. She also said that, like, Prince's head was tilted in a way yeah. it, it didn't like he was like listening for it when he mm-hmm. like unanimated horrible but <laughs> oh god yeah and so she says that they, the animal saved her and she thinks that because like her uncle like legitimately like loves the museum and everything like that the malice of the next world was what for the malice from the next world over was profound but it faltered before uncle earl's influence when the bones woke, they woke as objects that had been loved for many years. Adorable. Her leg is still wrecked. She doesn't have the money to to fix that. She also thinks that, like, she can kind of tell that, like, everything's a little bit different. Not just prints, but, like, they were finding, like, little tiny cane toads all over the place for, like, w- months. Just yeah. in different places. Uh, <laughs> and she's not sure about... She had pictures from before and after of the tiny mice in costumes. They looked the same, but something just seemed a little bit different. Simon said she was hallucinating, but he didn't say she was wrong. <laughs> and then it ends. Fair enough. Yeah. And the the author says that H.P. Lovecraft said that The Willows by Algernon Blackwood. Oh, so I guess it's the other way around. It's one of the most terrifying stories ever written. So I actually have it pulled up, but I'm going to I'm gonna try and read it. Fair. Out of, out of five. Four and a half. This was a great horror. Like, yeah. Great intro to our spoopy month. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't really, I've never really read a specifically horror themed book, mm-hmm. but I do love horror. I also am going to give this a four and a half because I enjoyed it a whole lot. Yeah, I think it was very good, very well written. The horror was horror on point. The horror, horror, Hor- horror, 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 horror. Why do you do things like this to me? You guys say things weird down here, so why don't you know? <laughs> yeah, like T'Chapa Tools. Yeah, read this book, guys. This is a great, like, scary, scary book. Very well done. Yeah, nice, scary book. Um, Like you said, the there were some comedy bits in it, but that I, I felt like that didn't take away from the, the overall mm-hmm. enjoyment or atmosphere of the book. No, I felt like it added to it, honestly. It definitely enhanced it, I felt, also. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, read this book, guys. This was, like, an incredible... Do it. Absolutely incredible read. Highly recommend. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do you have a suggestion? Oh, God. I do this every week. <laughs> every week I do this. I I do, kind of. If you... I'm going to suggest a game. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. It's on mobile. It's on a whole bunch of... St- different platforms it's called genshin impact i'm sure you guys know what it is it's a gotcha game it's very fun i've been having a great time with it and that's it it's, okay. it's a really fun game you guys should check it out genshin impact very fun time maya do you have a suggestion i do um my suggestion is i'm your i'm your parent i i struggle with this like change your sheets you know if you haven't done it in a bit change mm, sheets. good um, call nice hey not everybody you know not everybody does well with like i don't 
want to like call it the black community, but I feel like there's like this thing of just like not giving people grace with like mental health issues where they're just like, like showering, you know, all the time, like, or showering like super consistently. And it's just like, sometimes that's hard when you're like depressed, you know, like yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. you just need a reminder, like, Hey, change your sheets, you know, get new pillows on there, spray a little bit of a breeze before you put your sheets back on. Makes it great. You know, get into bed with some nice, like fun, clean sheets tonight. So that is my suggestion is to, uh, that's good. Change your sheets. You can find us on Instagram at what do we just read? Twitter at what do we read? Or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page search for what do we just read? If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up or grab a copy of a book we've already finished. You can check out our book club page on Amazon book club, search for what do we just read? If you love us, give us a, like a nice review, you know, talk about us, share our stuff with people that you enjoy, share with your friends and keep listening. We will see you guys next Please. week. We are going to have another, uh, I don't know if it's going to be scary, but it is going to be Halloween themed romance. So I'm excited. Hey. Uh, Justin, how can our lovely listeners have a good indeterminate, like what, what's an indeterminate amount of- I want you guys to have a good spell. Any definite? I don't know what the definition is. Okay, cool. Guys, have a Just, good spell. You know, have a good spell. Uh, we'll you know? see you guys next week and it'll be a good time. It'll, it'll be great. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.